0: Now, in the world of Formula One, how often have we seen a driver making a mistake and a commentator calling them out and saying, well, maybe they've woken up on the wrong side of the bed? Well, today we're on the Inside Line of one podcast and Pitch the Podium. We're going to be talking to someone who's trying to change that completely and trying to work on the element of sleep fitness and trying to understand how exactly that can work. And well, the products that they've come up are simply fantastic. They've tied up with Mercedes and you ought to know more about them. So without any further ado, let's actually begin. Hey folks, welcome back in. My name is Samuel Arora. I'm the host of The Driving Force on Disney Plus Hotstar, joined by Kunal Shah, the former marketing head of the Force India F1 team. And Kunal, leading up to this particular episode, I was so excited because when trying to understand what exactly your guest does and what exactly their products do, I was just so mesmerized because frankly, if when you come to think of it, it can have such a big impact, but we never really talk about it at such a scale.
1: Yes, Samuel, thank you very much. We never really get to talk about how important sleep is in day-to-day life, let alone how important sleep is when it comes to being a Formula One team member, right? So I actually have uh you know a, a fantastic guest on the show his name is Matteo. he's the co-founder and ceo of eight sleep uh they're a sleep fitness company based in america and they are partners with the mercedes formula one team so Matteo, thank you very much for making time we're so excited to hear more about you and your and your products and first and foremost how well have you slept tonight
2: Thank you, thank you guys for having me. Super excited to be here. And uh, I slept actually pretty well last night, uh, which is uh, which is pretty good. Uh, I'm traveling, so I'm not sleeping on my product. And usually when I'm not sleeping on it, quality is not the same, but it was still decent enough.
0: But uh, what's really getting me So excited is the fact that, as Kunal mentioned, it's such an important fact to sleep in the world of Formula One. And when you think about it, right, Formula One team members are always traveling at all times. And with your products, it apparently kind of helps them out quite a fair bit. So it it just baffles me. Is that kind of the reverse of what we normally see in the world of F1? Where the technology on the track is normally brought to the road cars and to the world of consumers. But now it's the other way around. So how does that actually work out? And how do the pot pro covers actually end up working in the first place?
2: Yeah, it's true. is a really good uh, analogy and reference. It's probably one of the first times that a technology developed outside Formula One is going to F1 uh, to help them perform better, which is pretty unique. Um, but that is what is happening, right? And it's applying not just to F1, but all to all athletes or to any top performer. But specifically here, uh, we started working with Mercedes F1 and we want to power the sleep of their team.
0: Hmm, And... Or is the tech kind of F1 inspired in a way? Because when you come to think of it, the complexity of it seems much like that.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when you think about the engineering and all the technology that is behind our product, I would say that F1 is probably the closest proxy to, to what we do, right? So there is a lot of others, there is a lot of engineering, there is the, a lot of other components. Um, that have been specifically designed to maximize the performance of our product. And so actually, some of our engineers, they come from F1. Mm. So we had a guy who used to work in F1. We have a guy who uh, worked at Ferrari and Porsche. Um, And a bunch of our people are super Formula One fans, including myself.
0: uh Uh-huh. Now, I want to stay on this for a second. So, how did the process of just coming up with the Port covers come about? Because it's not the most direct correlation, isn't it? Because, um, of course, engineering is one common background. But designing race cars and then coming up to beds, that's a big shift. So, how did you guys actually end up working on it? Because the whole process seems so fascinating in the first place.
2: Yeah, and it was not easy at the beginning. Uh, so, I came up with the idea because I have always been an athlete. Ah. And I always wanted to recover faster um And maximize my sleep performance. And so, a couple of years ago, I started looking at how I was spending a third of my life. And I say, why Elon Musk is taking me to Mars, but I still spend a third of my life on a piece of dark hmm. foam? Why there is no technology in a third of my life? Yeah. Right? It's going to be thirty years of my life invested in on a bed, and there is no technology there enhancing my sleep performance. And so, that is when we came up with the with the idea. Uh, my co-founders and I, and we started building their first prototype in a garage.
0: That's that's That sounds so much of fun. But what sport did you use to play, Mateo? And just how important did you find sleep to be in your recovery? And how did it kind of drive you to make all the products that you have made?
2: Yeah, the main sport was tennis. So when I was a teenager, I was playing tennis tournaments. But then I have also done ski races and uh, I race with cars. Uh-huh. I still race with cars today. i race in go-karts. I did a couple of... Uh, um, international races. Then I did a little bit of Formula Three, just a couple of races. I did the uh, European hill climbing, Italian hill climbing, and the uh, Twelve Hours of Abu Dhabi.
0: Hang on a moment. What happened not you done, Matteo? That's the question I should have asked in the first place. <laughs> I know,
2: man. <laughs> my my wife always says, if you were not building a sleep and you had a magic stick, the only other thing you would like to be is a Formula One driver. So, <laughs> just to give you a sense of how much I like it.
0: No, that kind of answers my next question about how big of a fan you were. And that just makes me ask another thing from you. Because now with 8Sleep, you're obviously taking on the role of leading a group of people and driving them on. In the world of Formula 1, which leader kind of inspires you per se, if there's anyone who does kind of teach you a few things in the world of F1 in terms of how to actually lead the team?
2: Yeah, so I'll I'll go to the, the two questions. So the first one, I'm a crazy fan. My dad was racing with cars as well. He has been two times Italian champion in hill climbing, and so when I was a kid, I was spending the weekends on the um, on the places where we were going racing. Uh, we were waking up at 4 a.m. to see Australia races, right? I think Australia at the time was the last race of the season, yeah. and so we were waking up at 4 a.m., it was cold at home, we were putting a blanket, staying in the couch and watching the race. Uh, so I'm that type of guy, it doesn't matter what time is the race, I'll be up watching it. Um, In terms of leadership, yeah, I think there is a a lot of um, common points between my role and the role of a team principal. Um, So there are a a bunch that I respect, at least from outside. The one that probably I know the best right now, or I started knowing a a little bit better is Toto. But in general, from outside, I always like Toto a lot. I I think he has always been, a great leader able to push the team to the next level. I I, I think probably he's the most successful team principal in history because they won eight titles. I don't think uh, Jean-Todd did eight titles. I think he stopped at probably six or mm. seven. Um, so if that is the case, it speaks for itself.
0: No, absolutely. But what what is it about Toto that you love the most per se? And have you got a chance to interact with him? Probably share a few ideas as well.
2: Uh, we started knowing each other uh, since when we started becoming a Mercedes sponsor. Um, I also know Doug Brown a little bit, uh-huh. um, but yeah, we started now. We start having a, a more professional relationship because of, of the sponsorship. Um, what I have always liked, again, mainly from outside, uh, is I mean, first, obviously, he built the team from scratch, right? Uh, they went from from zero to become one of the most successful teams in history he was able to manage Lewis and Nico uh, when you no know, i guess the competition within the mm-hmm. team was pretty uh, fearful and on the other side I think you always find at least with media the right balance between pushing the team admitting what's working what is not working mm-hmm. and and being balanced um, but again i hope to have the chance to to build a closer relationship with with him in the next year, and and at that point, uh, I hope to know him at a, a more a more personal
0: level. Now, about Toto, right, it's, as you mentioned, he's so balanced at those elements and trying to map out and trying to see what's the long run, the best thing that they can do for the team. Now, it kind of fits in for you guys as well, because strategy is is just such a major aspect of also constructing a business like yours. And only recently in the world of Formula One at Monaco, we've seen how important that can be in a race with Ferrari, of course, making their major errors. But what learnings can you sort of derive in your role from the world of Formula One in terms of strategy?
2: couple of different things so first in F1 like in our business is all about people mm. first before even getting into strategy right it's all about people attracting the best engineers mm. uh, these are the you know of the 10 Xs of the company second in both wards you need to be very reactive um, no Mike Tyson says everyone has a plan until they get punched in the face. True. And the same thing happens <laughs> <else> in, start- <laughs> in startups and in Formula 1. And you have seen the last race in Monaco, how things change immediately, right? And that applies to strategy. And then strategy in general, I mean, a- again, you need to be able to immediately adjust because your plans can change. You can have different type of information. In their case, the weather can change, but for us, the market conditions can change. Hmm. We could raise more money or there could be a recession or a product is working better than expected or we have a new idea. And so you need to have a north star. Sort of where you want to go for them is winning the title. For us is you know, keep building the business at a certain rate of growth. But in how you get there, That is where you need to be extremely agile.
0: Now, I can imagine it being so tricky at the start, right? And and this is, I think, probably the best test of your product per se. Were you able to sleep very well when the business was going extremely tough? Because if you were, that that kind of is like the ultimate advertisement, isn't it? Uh,
2: I was still able to sleep reasonably well. Uh, Obviously, we we had some tough days. And at that point, my mind was racing. um, And it was uh, slightly harder to fall asleep. But other than that... uh, I sleep quite a lot and reasonably well.
0: But anyway, it, it makes me ask another question, right? Now that you've entered sort of the world of Formula One with Mercedes and your partnership with them, firstly, why Formula One specifically? We've, we, we know that the tech can help out, but there are other sports as well. So why did you particularly look at Formula One in the first place? And then why Mercedes?
2: A couple of different reasons. So I think the first one is a general principle. Always double down on your strength, Meaning, for me, Formula 1 is a way closer sport than NFL or NBA. I grew up in Hmm. Europe. I I know everything about Formula 1. We could talk about, you know, sometimes I see replicas of the first win of Michael Schumacher in Barcelona 96 with the Ferrari. And I I just see a picture and I know it's that race, right? (laughs) It's hard to beat me and knowledge in Formula 1. Well, instead, if I tried to do the same thing in NFL, I wouldn't know anything. Um, Second, it's a global sport, and we're becoming a a global business. We just launched UK, Canada, Europe, and Australia, right? And so um, that is a perfect fit. Third, Formula One is all about building the best engineering, right? The best product is all about technology. It's about performance. And so it's the perfect match of the man and the machine, which is the same thing that happens for us, right? There is a machine that is enhancing human performance at night. So we are doing the same thing, just at a different time of the mm. day. And so if you merge a passion, global exposure and the man and the machine, it makes so much sense. The reason why Mercedes is because I think Mercedes is a brand that is premium. Um, but it's not luxury, which is exactly what we are, right? We are not a luxury brand uh like ferrari b uh but we're still premium and so they were the perfect partners since from the beginning. Then you added that they won eight titles and we are eighth sleep, and then Lewis is fighting for the eighth title and we are eight sleep and then everything makes sense.
0: <laughs> no, you're so right. I was initially wondering about exactly that because I thought the name was actually a play on Mercedes's eighth title as well. But it's worked out so wonderfully. And with Mercedes as well, I just want to know more about how exactly your technology has helped Mercedes because I mean when you come to think of it, it seems so logical. Formula One teams and drive and also the staff and crew, they're traveling for so much of the entire year. And to have the products like you do, I mean, it, it really must enhance their performance. But have the team reported any significant benefits and gains back to you since the partnership has begun?
2: Yeah, I was talking even with George uh, last weekend. Um, he's, he's sleeping on the product he likes. Uh, he's using also other wearables and all the other wearables has shown an improvement mm. in his recovery and HR. Um, and so... Now there are a lot of performance coaches in F1 that are talking to us because a lot of Formula 1 drivers are adopting the product. Hmm. So we, you you will see a lot of them sleeping on a, on the eight sleep soon or they are already doing it.
0: Now, uh, which one? Others. I, I mean, I can imagine the benefits being so much. But with George and Mercedes, I suppose they might need the carbon pillow a little bit more, right? Because then you need something to comfort you after such a bad season. And I want to know your thoughts on how things are going for them. Because it, it must be really hard to see a team that you're partnering up with just unfortunately end up in the situation that they are in. But how confident are you of them getting back to where they used to be in the past?
2: I mean, look... So first of all, George is the only driver who finished uh, in the first uh, five position since the beginning of the season. Um, Obviously, they didn't win yet. If you look at the pace in Barcelona, I mean, it was a really good pace, probably T3. So the third part of the track was where they were struggling the most, which was the slowest. And so it explains Monaco. Uh, But Lewis went from last to really fourth until when he gave up the position to Carlos um, without a safety car. So, the the race pace in Barcelona was incredibly good. I know they are working on their purposing, and so I I hope they are coming back.
0: Yeah, and it seems like they are going to eventually, with the way things are playing out. And I just have such a big curiosity now about your interest in Formula 1 in the first place, Matteo, because not know you mentioned how deeply you follow the sport, it just kind of wants me I kind of want to know more on how you started out in the first place, just how did you get to know it, and did you actually? I mean, what was the experience like of running a race for the first time? Did you have you done it recently as well? Did you go to Miami, for instance? I went
2: to Miami and I went to Monaco. Uh-huh. I went to both of them. Um, it was really unique, even because obviously now, uh, obviously as a sponsor, you have unique access, mm-hmm. right? So I met the drivers. I met Toto. I went in the garage. I touched the seat of Lewis. I touched the the steering wheel they explain me all the technical details i saw the power unit on the screen of uis while uis was racing i mean you see incredible things that if you're passionate is is insane to see what what happens there i would say the most surprising thing is when you are on the inside Mm -hmm. let's say qualifying right if you watch qualifying on tv obviously the 10 minutes in between now the q1 q2 and the q3 and so there are kind of no some time off. Well, instead, when you are in the garage, everything is hectic. It keeps going. There is something that is happening at any point with these 20, 30 people in each side of the garage doing something. And the other thing that surprised me was the how small the paddock is. And so there are these teams fighting each other in a fearful way. And they are really traveling the world all together. And then they have their motorhomes one next to each mm-hmm. other in a matter of 200 meters and so sometimes when the race ends you can hear the others celebrating but you are also hearing the others that lost and, and and so it's crazy it's so small and everything is there playing for victory.
0: It's such a fun experience to be right there and to experience it in person uh, I just can't quite imagine what it must be like to be in Monaco in that case but now Mateo, I've got to ask you more about American Formula One, because you, of course, are primarily based in in the US with the craze over there exploding. It all makes sense, doesn't it? Have you seen a lot of people come to your products through the world of Formula One as well? Have they kind of recognized that? Oh, well, this is something that we can kind of bring into our own personal lives.
2: Yeah, I mean, Formula One is growing um, really, really fast in the US. I remember when I moved to the US um, 11 years ago, and almost no one knew anything about Formula One. Mm. and so at that point, yeah, I just kept watching it because I, I was passionate, but I was not sharing much with anyone. But instead, I think Drive to Survive, uh, the show on Netflix, changed everything. And now when I tell people, oh, now we are a sponsor of Mercedes F1, they just like go crazy because now they just started now following F1, their friends are following F1. Um, and so it's something that is really good for us as a brand because it elevates the brand. And at the same times, I always like to be a bit contrarian. There is mm. almost no other startups really working with F1. Yeah, there are some crypto companies, but not definitely not in hardware, definitely not in the wearable space. And so we had, uh, we took a bet uh, in a different way from what everyone else is doing and hopefully will pay off.
1: It's a very unique partnership. You know, usually we're used to seeing, like you said, there are cryptocurrencies and there are the typical automobile partners and the likes. And I can tell you, when I was working at the Force India Formula One team, one part of my role was to bringing in sponsors, right? But at that time, there were no wearable companies. There were no companies looking at things like human performances. And uh, how was that experience for you when you sort of started to have the conversation with Mercedes in the first place? Because I know... These sponsorships don't come cheap, Matteo.
2: Yeah, um, I think we were the right guys at the right time, right? And so it was probably a moment where Mercedes was ready to start having even smaller partners. Obviously, they have big partners. They have HP, they have Marriott, you know, they have the big guys. But I think they were at the point where Probably after crypto they started understanding the startup world more and they were open to take some of these companies as sponsors. And so they they were able to create a package for us that was affordable um, and probably way more affordable than what people might think.
1: And that's uh you know, that brings me to the last point, which is, you know, there's this whole talk about Liberty Media and how they have done so well for Formula One and that's helped the teams. But I'm guessing that also sort of indirectly rubs off onto all the sponsors that are working within Formula One, because there is that much more of a conversation, that much more of exposure. Now, considering, you know, the fact that there are going to be three races in America, you know, from next year and so on, are you also seeing an impact on, on you know, your sponsorship measurement when it comes to the partnership you have with Mercedes?
2: Yeah. And I think it's massive, right? So the, the whole bet for us is a long term bet. If you look at the growth, exponential growth of Formula One in the US in the past two years, it we went from substantially nothing to being one of the fastest growing sports. And so that is our bet. At the end of the day, the US market is our biggest market. Um, there was Austin, and Austin grew really fast. Now, Miami, I was in Miami, was one of the craziest GP that you can think of, and this is said by the people that see every GP in Formula One. And now there is Las Vegas coming next year on the Strip at 10 p.m. on a Saturday, I think, for for Thanksgiving. Um, And then don't forget, there is still Mexico and there is still Montreal in Canada. So the whole North America will become five races. Um, And I think Liberty Media is, is really bringing back the, the best of Formula One, they are making a great show out of that. Uh, they are able to attract a lot of celebrities, a lot of attention. And I think just in Austin last year, if I remember correctly, something like 300,000 people went to see the GP. And that was bigger than uh, um, what happens for the Super Bowl.
1: 22 Super Bowls, that's their target. But, you know, finally, I, I, I tell you, I use the Port Pro cover. I absolutely love it i can see how my daughter sleeps well with it uh and you of course have the pod pro mattress as well but from a from a tech uh, you know standpoint are there any products that one could look forward to from uh, from uh, eight sleep in the near future
2: yeah i mean we invest in r&d very heavily um and so you will see of the new hardware products, you will see new software products, but they will, it's part of what we will keep doing for the next 20 years, right? You can think of the pod like a, an iPhone. And so our goal is to keep improving um, almost every year and ship a new device that have new uh, sensors um, and has better cooling and heating properties to improve your sleep. At the end of the day, our core technology is the ability to heat and cool you at night to help you get more deep sleep and better sleep in general. Our customers, they report 37% better sleep on average, 10% more deep sleep, 20% less toss and turns, and they fall asleep 20% faster. Um, And so instead of taking a sleep medication, you just use our product. It's something completely healthy that you can use every single night and you will get better sleep.
1: But yeah, that sounds fantastic. I can vouch for the quality of sleep that I get. And I like that, you know, I like the comparison you, you made that instead of taking sleep medication, you'd rather use a product like this, which it's probably better just popping those pills inside you. But thank you so much. It's so lovely to have had this perspective, you know, when, when, uh, when I first got to know there's a sleep fitness company. I said I have to know more. So thank you for sharing all all you did, Matteo. It's great. It's even greater that you you're a big Formula One fan. You've driven you know racing cars yourself, and uh, you know we'd love to have you just talking Formula One at some later point in the season.
2: I would love that. Uh, that no, I I like to do two things. I like my job and I like Formula One. Those are the two things I I, I spend my time uh, on.
1: Perfect, Matteo. Thank you once again. Have a lovely uh, season ahead. It's going to be an interesting one. I think Mercedes's recovery is going to be the central focus for everybody. And we'll definitely catch up once again uh, with you as the season progresses, because we know it's going to be a long one.
2: Awesome. Thank you so much for having me.